0: Hey, this is Pastor Jack Pidgeon. I wanna welcome you to the broadcast. We are continuing our study on um, thinking on purpose and out of that we've been talking about kind of dangerous thoughts and kind of characterizing, You know, we're really coming from two different ways of thinking. We're either coming from a spiritual mind or a carnal mind. Hey, let's just take a second and let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this broadcast today. We thank you, Lord, for those that are watching. Lord, my prayer, God, is that this will be a blessing Uh, lord that this will help bring revelation to someone lord i know that's potentially struggling lord why isn't it working father i'm a christian i go to church i read my bible but god it's not working well father i just thank you today that we have answers lord that we have help today father and we just welcome your presence into this studio today in jesus name amen you know for a long time people will struggle with you know i'm a christian i i go to church You know, I give, I I try and be a good person, but yet I really don't seem to have the victory that I see someone else walk in. And a lot of times it's it's not because of the natural things that we're doing, it's because of sometimes the way that we think. And uh, if I, as a new born-again believer, have never renewed my mind in some certain areas, then that's going to be frustrating. My flesh and my spirit, they're gonna, what the Bible says, they're gonna wrestle against each other. And so one of the big ways that, you know, that I see people get blessed, that I see people prosper, is not just because they go to church or listen to sermons or give, it's because they actually take the Word of God, they go into it on purpose, there's that word purpose, And they let that word speak to them and they get this thing called a revelation. A revelation is a transfer of ownership. Revelation is like gold. It's not just sitting up on top of the ground. It's something that's not been hidden from us, it's been hidden for us. And so I take time, I go into the Word and I get revelation about an area that maybe I'm struggling in. Maybe I'm struggling in healing, maybe it's finances, maybe it's, you know, relationships, maybe it's my marriage, my kids, whatever. You know, there are promises from God in this Word that if I will take the time to go into that Word and seek God, you know, the Bible says in Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those who come to him must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of him who diligently seeks him. So what I want to do is I want to go into the Bible on purpose, and I want to seek out those areas that I need renewing in my mind. I want to meditate on those scriptures. And now all of a sudden I've gone from thinking carnally about this issue to now I'm thinking spiritually you know, we have carnal thinking wrapped up in us, all of us, all day, every day. However we were raised, what we've been taught, where we went to school, what we've read, people that we valued when they said something to us because it was them that said it, we valued it. Like, this is the gospel. If, if Brother Bob said it, it has to be true. Well, if it's not in the Bible, it's not true. And so I have to take all my old ways of thinking And I have to then go in, renew my mind, Romans chapter 12, and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And so what we've really been talking about is being carnally minded versus being spiritually minded. And uh, I want to just give you some brief, uh, a little bit more in-depth definition of what that means. To be carnally minded is to be a believer, but with childish ways, characterized by this is important, like a newborn infant who has not yet grown, you need milk that is fed to you. There's a big difference that Paul makes between a a carnal-minded person and a spiritually minded person, and it's by their diet. A carnally minded person never gets away from the milk of the word. You know, I have three children. All of them, when they were tinies, they did not eat steak. They eat steak now. They did not eat solid foods because they were not ready to receive it or welcome it or process it or digest it. They had to be given the milk. And so they lived off that milk. Well, you know what, there came a season in their life where they began to be old enough where they could then take what the Bible calls solid foods. And they began to eat and it started in baby foods and then it started up in green beans and then it was cut up little pieces and now they're fully functioning, digesting, eating machines. But, you know, had they stayed on that milk from their, uh, as being an infant, they never would have grown into who they are today. They would have stayed in an area. They would have stayed. It would have actually hurt them in the long run because their body needed more nutrients than what that simple milk could give them. We're the same way as a believer. If I am carnally minded, when I got, when I really saw this, because I was really asking the Lord, Lord, what's the difference? I mean, milk sounds good. First Peter talks about, you know, to seek after the word, like the pure milk of the word. It's a good thing. But I felt like the Holy Spirit said this. He said, milk is something that someone feeds to you. No infant can go and get milk from themselves. No infant can go up and go to the refrigerator, open the door, get out the milk, get out the glass, pour it for themselves and drink it. Milk always has to be fed to you, and that's one of the earmarks of being carnally minded. You always have to have someone else teach you. You always have to have someone else feed you. I never do anything for myself. Well, conversely, when I'm spiritually minded, now I am getting the meat of the word. Well, you know what? I go after meat myself. I'm gonna to go to lunch today and I'm gonna have meat. And guess what? It's my choice and I'm going to feed myself that meat. That's the difference between carnally minded and spiritually minded. Carnally minded is I always want somebody to do it for me. Carnally minded is always to be centered in self preservation. What's this, you know, like a baby? We love babies. You look at that baby, they're beautiful, they're wonderful, they're made in the image of God. But when they don't get what they want, They scream, they cry, they yell, and they will continue doing it until they get what they want. That's a picture of a carnal Christian. That is someone that when they don't get what they want, they don't know anything else to do except have an emotional experience. A good, solid, healthy Christian life is not based on an emotional experience. It's based on the truth of God's word. In order for me to be a spiritual person, then I have to mature in these things, I have to grow up. And growing up means I have to change the way that I think, amen? Um, The Bible, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter two, because I want you to see where I'm getting this from. 1 Corinthians chapter two. And beginning in verse, uh, let's take a look at verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one for who has known the mind of the Lord that may he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. And now in chapter three, verse one, and I brethren cannot speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, and that word carnal, we know means fleshly, as to babes in Christ. This is a spiritually immature Christian. I fed you with the milk, and that milk means these are simple truths. The very, very beginning, Jesus loves you, this I know. These are the very, very simple truths of the Bible that people get fed right when they get born again. You find out how much God loves you. You find out where you fit in the kingdom, but those are foundational things. Once you know how much God loves you, then you should begin to grow. And verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. And here's what makes distinctions about being carnal. For where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? And so I wrote down a few definitions. That word, when it says when you are envious or when it says you are jealous, that means you have rivalry. That means you are boiling from heat. That means you are burning from emotion And zealous. I can't help but realize that when I am in the flesh, and there are times every day that I have to stop and ask God and say, Lord, you know, especially when I'm driving, it seems like driving in the world has changed. It's like a whole different thing now. And I have to really say, God, guard my heart because I want to get emotional. I want to get emotional when I see injustices, I want to get emotional when people cut in front of me when they, when they, hey, you took my place. Well, that's being carnal. When I am more concerned about me than I am about someone else, I'm acting carnally. When I put my needs above the needs of other people, I'm acting carnally. When I put my thoughts above God's thoughts, I'm acting carnally. When I take my thoughts and put them above my wife's thoughts, when I put my desires above her desires, I'm acting carnally. doesn't matter how spiritual you think you are. doesn't matter how much church you go to, how much you pray in tongues, if you've raised the dead. If we are con- more concerned about ourselves than we are about others, then the Bible says, not me, that we are acting uh, carnally. That word strife means a quarrel. It means a readiness to quarrel. It means an affection for dispute. Carnal people love to argue, and this is what they love to argue, why they're right. And this is why they like to argue, why they are justified in what they're doing, even though it doesn't line up with the Word of God. Every day I have the blessing of taking my kids to school and uh, I've got one child left in the car and we have done the same trip now for year after year. And we get in this one long line of traffic and it's a long one. And every once in a while, it happened twice the other day, somebody from the second lane will try and turn left out of of a single left turn lane because they don't want to wait in the long line that we're in. So they'll shoot up to the front, the line, and you'll know you'll have two cars that'll try and you can cause an accident. And uh, it's so funny. It's like I can look at Luke and say, you know, somebody is late for work. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Someone's late. They, all of a sudden, because their needs are greater, the rules apply to thee, but not to me. All of a sudden, because I have a greater need, maybe I've been late to work three times this week and it's only Monday. I The boss said, don't be late. So I got to shoot there. And so because of that, I will act carnally and I will put myself and others in danger to make sure that I get there first that is to be cornily minded. And you know what? If you were to, the policeman were to stop that person, they would have the greatest excuses in the world. I was late for work, I got to get my kids to school, you know, all of a sudden we begin to justify our own actions as to why the law didn't apply to me at that moment. Now folks, I am just as guilty of this as anybody else. We have all been late and we've all done things that we know that we shouldn't have because of time. And so uh, no, no condemnation, but I am saying we need to be wise in recognizing that that's acting carnally. Uh, I like verse four in 1 Corinthians chapter three, verse four. It says, for when one says, I am of Paul and another, I am of Apollos, are you not uh, carnal? We have to recognize that division in the church is sin. And one of the big earmarks of being a carnal Christian is division. I'm of this person. I'm of that person. You know, it's so easy for us to take on the offense of others. I'm siding with this person. I'm you know, I'm so glad in the Bible that Jesus never came down and took sides. He just took over. And I think we as a believer, we can do the same thing. We do not have to come down and take sides. We don't have to make factions. We don't have to make rivalries. You know, one of the scariest things in the world to me are people that come to church, decide that they know better, take a group of people and go somewhere else and try and start their own thing without any accountability. That is the definition of a carnal Christian. That is someone who says, I want zero accountability. I want to preach and teach what I think is right without it ever, you know, my own thoughts, my own views, my own ways, not lining up scripturally. And I want to draw other people to me so that I can then, you know, that's how cults get started. And so I want to encourage us, you know, we are part of the body. We are all the body of Christ. I'm not of Paul. I'm not of Apollos. I'm of Jesus. And I think we as the body, we should all be saying, you know, yes, I'm a part of a church, but I'm a part of the body of Christ. If we would begin to look at more unity, and and I've said this before and I might say it again, but one of the real earmarks of a spiritual person is that they are a unifier, they unify people. You know, you can tell when you're around a truly spiritual person. I've been around people like Kenneth Copeland and uh, Jerry Savell, and I've been around these people for years, known them personally, and I've never seen them once use their platform to ever divide people or talk about other people. Even if they don't agree with them, they are telling them how much they love them, they're sending them offerings, they're doing their best to keep the unity because they understand when you keep bringing division that you're not just hurting that portion of the body, you're hurting it for generations to come. So one of the big earmarks of being a spiritual person is I am a unifier, I'm not of Paul, I'm not of Apollos, I am of Jesus Christ, he's my God, he's my Father, he's my Lord, he's my Savior. We can all agree on that, amen? Well, once again, we have gone by and uh, our time is up, but uh, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you allowing me to come into your home or wherever you're viewing this. Please share the video, send it around. I hope this will be a blessing to somebody. Most importantly is I want to change the way, if you want to change your life, change the way that you think. If you don't like which way your life is going, it's not because you're you're in the wrong direction, it's because you're thinking wrong thoughts. So this is Pastor Jack Pigeon on behalf of myself, Pastor Michelle, we love you. Jesus is Lord and he's coming back soon.
1: So Mike, last week, uh, Pastor was talking about,
0: you know, spiritual mindedness
1: and all that. And he was talked a lot about um, us growing in the faith and mm. going from babies to eating solid food. And, and I was just thinking, you know, if we as humans, you know, guys our size, if we just drank milk, I mean, it would have stunted our growth. Yeah. We, I mean, we might not even survive. Exactly. And now in the spiritual world, we're sometimes content to still let someone else feed us and not try to go for the stake, not, not dig into the word and find out what's there for us. Yeah,
2: and like you said earlier about maybe it's a bit, a, a bit of laziness in there. Uh, I think what I like about that very same statement is being infants, and as infants we have to be fed. You know, the milk has to be given to it. But as we grow in the knowledge of God and get more understanding of the Word of God, I like when we begin to mature, then guess what? We're able to do the feeding, you know, mm. which which is what it's all about. Like now I'm able to help another cornerly-minded person to, you know, bring them up to where they need to be to mature enough, you know. Right. And so that cycle can continue, then they're able to help someone and so on and so on and so on.
1: Yeah, we see that as, as parents. You know, we have kids and, and they're kind of helpless and they're mm-hmm. learning and we teach them. And then they learn on their own. And then at some point, they are uh, teaching the next generation yeah, type thing, exactly. right? But I think so many people come to church and just like you know, the proverbial little bird with their mouth open in the nest and just say, uh, feed, feed me. me. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here in this chair and I'm not gonna do anything after church mm-hmm. or the rest of the week, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna come here once a week put a worm in my mouth, put Mm -hmm. something in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, you know, in my journey, uh, going from I go to hear what the Word is and get interested in it, to where I take it home and still dig into it after I leave the church. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the maturity, right? That is the maturity. Because otherwise, how do I ever get strong enough, you know, how am I lifting those weights to to be able to help someone else? And it's just that desire we have, mm.
2: we want to grow stronger, we want to grow m- much more in the Lord right um you know, and I think like the person that comes to church and not want to dig into it even deeper after the service is over mm-hmm. is just uh how did he mention it? It's your spirit wrestling with your flesh right and obviously, as we've heard Pastor Jack R say many times, you know which one wins, you know, which one's the victor. It's the one that we feed the most. Exactly. If I'm gonna feed my spiritual, my, my spirit with the Word of God, that one will be victorious. However, if I feed my you know, my carnal side with someone's opinions or worldly views, then that's gonna be the victor. Right? Right. So we have to be careful on what we concentrate on, what we focus on, and which one has the strongest desire.
1: You know, it just made me think when you were saying that, it's kind of like a, a spiritual eating disorder, right? Mm. You see any, like <laughs> anorexia and whatever, those things that, that when I stop eating, I stop feeding from the Word, mm-hmm. I start wasting away. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting stronger and more mature and able to help others. I'm getting so weak I can barely sustain myself. Exactly. Good.